Hey, what's going on, family? This is your boy, Brother Technico. Coming to you with just a talk. I just want to chat. A few different things I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about things that's been going on with the Ukraine very, very briefly. Kind of comment on Joe Biden. And then I want to segue into something else. Uh, more about what we need to be focusing on. Uh, different things I've been noticing as far as social media, different conversations and things of that nature. The only thing I probably won't be covering in this one because I want to cover that, I want a whole section for itself is uh, Katanaji Brown. So if you're listening to this, uh, expecting to hear some uh, some conversation or some analysis on what's been going on with that, that is its own separate thing. But without much more being said, oh yeah, and also this is going to be organized, somewhat timestamped. So if there's a certain section you want to get to, uh, feel free to skip ahead. Uh, with that being said, let's pay some bills and get right into the episode. So what's been happening, family? I know I've been gone for a little bit, but I've just been handling business, getting things taken care of. But I'm always staying in the loop. I'm always seeing what's popping in the black community or what's going on in these United States of hate America. Because that's all they do is hate on folks. But anyway, Joe Biden. Um just announced or just announced that Joe Biden will be uh, bringing over 100,000 refugees uh, fleeing the Ukraine and some other folks that was mentioned. And I don't think that's really the important thing. But uh, here we have yet again another surge of immigrants um, that need help. And, you know, and I guess Haitian immigrants just don't count as people. I guess Libyan folks don't uh, count as people. You know, when they need to flee a country. Um, Also, it just seems very, very um, hypocritical that the nation is reacting this way. And during this time, uh, they bombed the hell out of Somalia. So it's definitely hypocritical. Um, But moreover, it presents some of the same problems. Uh, Yet again, we're getting another influx of immigrants that are not only going to be getting money, but they're also going to be getting assistance in finding homes and assistance in finding jobs. And in a community, in a country where that is already scarce, where unemployment is already higher than it has been. And here we're bringing more people, you know, and what makes it even worse is that they're more of their people. So they're not people that look like you and I. They're people that could very, very easily pass. And it's just like one of the crazy things about this country is that this country in general, and I'm not talking about its policies. Those are two separate things. But its people are generally very, very like anti-immigrant. As much as like uh, liberal media would like you to believe that there's more people uh, shooting towards immigration and different things like that. No, it's, and if anything, more people feel that they don't want people to be mistreated. Like, and nine times out of 10, when people are talking about immigration, they're talking about like families that get deported, uh, people that get mistreated, that get uh, put in certain situations that are compromising uh, based on their status. So it's more of a moral uh, thing. Um, But in terms of seeing immigrants uh, with jobs, you know, it's, it's, it's not a, it's not uniquely or just solely a FBA or African-American perspective, uh, because that seems to be somewhat of the conversation now where, um, a lot of people are trying to make us out to be bigots, uh, against immigrants. And that always kind of seems to be the thing. Like, uh, we always have to be like the black community has to represent the, the country's misogynists, the country's rapists, the country's, uh, homophobics, uh, this country's anti-vaxxers, like anything that's like negative that society is kind of actually on the other uh, side of, because if society was actually felt differently about rape, they were treated differently. You know, if society felt differently about a lot of these different things, they would treat them differently. But um, once again, in this, uh, in this scenario, we're being made out to be uh, bigots um, because we're pointing out a fact that we're allowing people to come over here um, and basically ease into, grandfather their way into citizenship and certain benefits that are supposed to be uh, for citizens. So the things that our ancestors died for, the things that we continue to fight for to this day, 
uh, is being intruded upon and infringed upon uh, because this country allows them to uh, brings in people to kind of saturate uh, what's been happening. And in this in a world of war, um, global white supremacy, uh, especially in America, this doesn't really hurt the white group as much. It does affect them, but it doesn't affect them as much as it affects us. It actually affects a certain bracket of white people particularly. But generally, it's a, it doesn't necessarily hurt them. But I, it, you would be remiss in thinking that it doesn't. And you would have, there's plenty of groups uh, out there that will, uh, that will let you know that they're not, that um, may not even have any affiliation to any um, race groups or any white supremacist groups. But yeah, that's how they feel. You know, there are people who do understand and that immigrate well, the kind of threats, the kind of damage uh, that immigration can pose, particularly to a country that's in the situation that it's in. Um, I don't think that anybody would disagree that in a in a better society with more opportunity, with more fair opportunities, that um, we could consider opening the doors for more people. They just signed, like, they just signed away. They're going to give them, uh, uh, in relief, a fund of $13.6 billion. That's way more than what the Afghans got. You know, way more. But the extent that they're willing to expend resources on issues that don't pertain to American citizens, on issues that particularly don't even pertain to black people, even though that's been the conversation in this country has done everything in its power to steer the conversation away from what's happening to black people, what this country is doing to black people and what it's not doing to rectify those age, those century long issues, century old issues. That's the that's the issue. Okay, we got people, and it's not universal, as I just mentioned. We had Asians that needed uh, that needed to come over here. Den- Biden denied them on horseback. I couldn't even believe the images when I first saw them. I honestly thought it was like some of that clickbait kind of stuff, where people Photoshop some images because I'm seeing dudes on horses, right? You guys might have heard the episode where I talked about that. It was crazy. But when I search, because I got to do my due diligence on anything, and I find the video, I actually see the video. It's ridiculous. Like, I'm like, wow. And turn around in the same breath. Offer all this assistance to other refugees that look like you. That are white. Family, this country continues to slap us in the face and we continue to turn the other cheek. When will we learn that that lesson was one of the most damaging lessons that they could have ever given you? There is a reason why that is so different from what you get into the old, when you get from the Old Testament. And I, family, as you know, I am not an Old Testament person. I really don't like to even deal with the Bible at this point. I don't really deal with any of it. But I do discuss it. I do cover it when it's necessary. There was a reason why they instilled turn the other cheek. And there's a reason why we teach each other that. Have you ever wondered why we got those lessons all the time? For those of us who frequented church, I used to be one of those people. I used to be one of those people like deeply family in the church. I'm in the church, Sunday school, after Sunday school, all the stuff. It almost got to a point where I had to go to church like on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Thank, thank whoever for having my mom say, you know, that's a, that's a bit excessive. But have we ever wondered why we get taught those lessons? I've gone to white churches too, family. There's a few that cover it, but not many. Not many. 
In fact, I could probably count on one hand, not even using my thumbs, how many times. (laughs) I could probably leave out the pinky too. How many times I've heard that in a white church. And I've gone to a white church a couple of times, more than 20 times. So just to kind of, you know, wouldn't know, I was once or twice also um, visited and was a part of certain church groups that were, quote unquote, diverse, but white led. Yeah, there's just certain things that you just don't get. Certain things that you just don't receive. But that's something that is. almost ingrained in us. But that's why they got to jump around the Bible. But that turn the other cheek. When are we going to learn that that's not the right response to an attacker, to to a predator? When will we learn that it's the God-given right of every creature Apologize for that family. Forgot to put on my do not disturb. So we got a little uh, broken off. But going back to what I said, it is every creature's God-given right to protect and defend themselves. There is no creature alive that will simply turn its cheek to a predator. That will simply give in. It'll sacrifice itself for the greater good, but that's not the same thing. There's a big there's a big difference. There's a fine line between sacrificing yourself for the next move, for making sacrifices, than just simply being dominated, being defeated, allowing yourself to simply lose for nothing. There's a reason for that family. And also understand, overstand that the version of Christianity that they gave you was not the kind of Christianity that they brought when they came over here and especially when they brought us over here. Remember that things had to change. And also remember that it's not just the text. It's how the text is interpreted. It's in the practices which make it a religion. And how the European has historically practiced their religion has been aggressively. Can you show me in their history, these same Christians, these same people, turning the other cheek to their opponents? Have you ever seen them embody the same values that they gave you? And oh, if those values were also powerful, why did they give them to you and they themselves not use it? But they still have the power over you and they still have the power over the rest of the world. And their only opponent or opponents seem to be the only people who do not share their same values, that do not share their religion, that do not share their democracy. See, there's stuff that we have to deal with. There was a reason why the elders continued to deal with the religion. It was for damn show not to prove which God was more valid. It was not to prove what book you need to be following. It had nothing to do with that whatsoever. It had everything to do with the indoctrination, the training that is inside of that text. If we can understand That most of what is in the Bible, actually, yeah, most of it, because there is some history there, but it's how they present it to you. Johnny Appleseed type stuff, right? But if we can accept that it's allegory, these are allegorical stories 
then we have to understand that these stories served a, a purpose, a purpose of teaching, teaching you a lesson, no pun intended. That was the purpose. And sometimes we have to, we have to decipher, we have to interpret whether or not that science, that information, that lesson was given to us with our best interest in mind. Okay? If a man hands me a gun and says it's for my protection, I can assume that it's for my better, my better good, for my betterment. But if that same crook turns around and tells the police that he has the murder weapon, me, I got it. Then that person giving me the weapon, was he did that very dubiously. And I could still use that weapon to defend myself. I could still use that weapon for the purpose that it was given to me. However, it does not defeat the fact that the principal reason why this weapon is in my possession was not for my own defense, even if I could use it as such. And what they did was give you moral values, good ethical values in the wrong context. And I'm sorry, family, I hate to, to delve into this, but this has to be spoken on. This, we have to speak on this because this is what's going to continue to keep us held back. But I'm not just going to tell you that this has been keeping us back. I'm going to give us some solutions, things that we can do. Very, very active things we can do. As far as it relates to immigration, as far as it relates to bettering our situation, in spite of the fact that we have our government that continues to spit in our face. It's spitting in our face. Anytime that we're struggling, trying to uplift our communities, trying to get businesses, trying to get jobs, and they bring in people to saturate the job market, that's a slap in the face. Anytime we're getting killed out on the street and we hear more about Asian American hatred, that's been a great, that's been a big talking point over the last year and a half. It's a slap to our face. But how we remedy that? How do we remedy the slap to the face? I'll tell you, it's not by turning the other cheek. It's not by saying God is going to give them theirs. It's not by saying, well, you know what? They probably such and such. No, 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 no. No petty. No eschatological. No, none of those kind of uh, victories today. What we can do, one of the first things we can do is start and not. Oh, I don't want to. Okay, I'll give y'all some game. I'll give y'all some game. One thing you can do is you can start at social enterprise. That's one thing you can do. Start at LLC. Start something. Okay. One of the biggest things that you need to do when you're every time you're trying to start a business, because I, the answer was start a black business. Okay. But the thing that you have to do before you start a black business, don't just think about what would be cool. Or what would be nice? Try to identify a need within your community. Okay? Then address that need. Come up with a plan. Come up with a business model. Okay? Start executing that plan. And when you execute this plan... Let people know what you're doing. You see, the idea is if multiple people who hear this start targeting places of interest, places of need within their own communities, and they get people on board and they start advertising themselves to the community, and they start hiring members 
from the community. See, what we have is our own economy, or at least the makings of it. That's how we defeat this. That's how we throw a, throw a major dagger to immigration. That's how we deal with a, a major blow. Particularly where laws and where the situation, where things stand right now. This is how we deal that a crippling blow. We get back to that. It's not the only one. But what that starts to do, it starts to take away the reliance and the necessity to have to go to our enemies for work. It also helps minimize the type of people that can come infiltrate the community to suck our dollars out. That's how we have to look at these situations. And it's not offensive. And look, and and don't get me wrong. I know when the immigrants come here, they're not doing this because I say the immigrants because you don't know where country they're coming from. But when they come here, it's not personal. And that's the one thing that I do understand. I do get that. I do get that they want to have a better life. The issue is they don't understand the history and the temperature of this country, particularly as it as it relates to us. It relates to black folks and they don't care because they're not black. It's not a thing that they ever have to really deal with ever. So I get it. It's not personal, but it's not personal why I want to dominate my own community as well. Why I want our people to dominate our own communities the same way that they dominate their own. See, they get they get to have their cake and eat it, too, when they get to have their own communities, which their own people support. And then they also get the double dip and get money from our community. Where is our money? See how that works. So now when we're trying to go get a job elsewhere, we're really, really pressed. We're really, really bottlenecked. Do you know what the number one like? You have to think about this. When the people come over here and they get the, 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 the loans or the grant or whatever and they start their business, they hire their family members or people in their community, like family, friends, and things of that nature. We made the blueprint on this, by the way. If you guys don't know, this is how, this is how we started to sustain ourselves post-emancipation. Because we weren't being accepted, because there was Jim Crow. How else would we get money? All right. And when we have and I'm not saying that everybody, especially right off the rip, have to work for a black community like right away. I'm a black business right away. But more of us working for black businesses, especially people in our community. It takes away that stressor of having to go somewhere and getting denied that job. Okay, the community dealing with that business. That's why it's it's important to like to address a real need. Address, be bold enough to address a need. You know, plumbing, mechanic, electrician. There's a lot of businesses. There's a lot of things that you can do. A lot of things. You know, there's like, but we have to get creative. You know, I'm I'm all for a supermarket. A black supermarket. A damn good one. A competitive one. But we have to understand the rules. We have to understand why we're doing it. We have to understand that when we put that there, who we need to hire. You see what I'm saying? See, that Bible didn't really got us all jacked up. And if it wasn't the Bible, it's this liberal education that they give you. Because they realize at a certain point, you know, the Bible won't go catch everyone, but... It's this idea that doing for yourself is wrong. No, people have been doing for themselves for centuries. There's no problem with that. It's when you attack other people when it becomes a problem. And we're not talking about attacking other people. Also, family, you heard me speak a lot about where, what the playing field's going to be like in the next few years because these jobs are using robots to replace people. That's a reality, and we know this. And people have known this for decades. You know, it's not everything, and especially in mass production, has been about using the least amount of people, the least amount of brain power to get the job done because they don't want to pay people money and they don't want to pay a bunch of people. 
So where the money comes, so it's not even worth it really to go get your degree. Your degree, you're just spending a bunch of money so this college can stay afloat because they really don't care. They really don't need your engineer ass. They only need one, maybe two or three, depending on how many facilities they got at a particular location. And they're good. They're solid. They just need people who can uh, read uh, picture instructions and put things together. Okay. Now, in light of all this, our business model and our way that we're the most effective with the relationship, we can start not only building these back businesses, building our own economy, building our money, building our own self-sufficiency once again. And we know the pitfalls. We should know the pitfalls of the Tulsa's and all the other uh, incidents, the Rosewoods, the, uh, the different ways that this uh, this government can get at you. We should know about the Jagger Hoover. Like, that's where that stuff is relevant. None of that stuff is really relevant right now in a lot of the conversations that I see because we're not, we're not doing anything. There is no real movement. We're starting to kind of rekindle something, but let's not call this a movement. It's not a movement. We ain't moving shit. Not yet. Okay? I just, you know, this is not to talk down to my people, but this is just to be really clear, be really real, so we can get to business, all right? Now, understanding all the ways that this society is going to attack us when we do get things cracking, all right, we should be more aware. We should be more conscious, okay? We got to be looking out for those infiltrators of our own color. We got to be looking out for those bafiati, those coons. We have to be looking out for those people within those circles. We like we we know the tactics too, and it's not even the different tactics; they're the same tactics. If you get into yours, you find out they're the same tactics. So that's kind of how we deal with that. All right, how we kind of deal with the influx of immigration is we start to build businesses, we start to buy and rent out our own properties, we start to do things of that nature with the intent of building our community and helping out our people. Don't give a fuck. If Donald Trump can say he don't want them niggas at his places, fuck it then. That is our issue. We're fighting a losing war trying to get accepted in every place that they want to go. You see, do you see how we're kind of kind of going back in a circle? We're like we're definitely trying shit that we've already tried before. Remember. They were begging us to go into their shit. Once we said, you know what? Matter of fact, fuck your white restaurant. Fuck your white bus. Get my own shit. Don't need your shit. That black power stuff didn't start after Martin Luther King. It existed before him. But just like Christopher Columbus. Don't print the history. Print the legend. Sooner or later, the legend will become fact. Okay. People knew that the government killed Martin Luther King. He had books on it. Dick Gregory read a uh, wrote a book on it. It's your mind that keeps you shackled. It's your mind that will forever keep you a slave. The whole interpretation of immigration is just slave talk to me. Ignorant slave babble. When I hear people say things like, oh, why are you hating on the immigrants? Oh, you a bigot. Oh, dear. Shut up. Know what the fuck you're talking about. Hate when an ignorant motherfucker got something to say about nothing they don't know nothing about. Non-secretor responses to a real situ- a serious situation. Ain't got time for it. But building a black economy, reclaiming our communities. I'm not saying don't hire other people, people of other uh, colors and races. Ultimately, that is the end game. Because if we control the workforce, we have the people, we have the loyal, we have the loyalty. We have what the government does not, what the corporations do not, because they throw it away at the expense of the people. So we will have the relationship of the people on both hands because one thing that this white man I don't give a damn if he had a bunch of white people on staff it's the power for them 
It's the promise of power for them. It's the promise of being able to do their shit. All that white shit goes out the window the moment that that motherfucker is broke and ain't got shit. When that motherfucker is by themselves. Oh, they real different when they by themselves. They real different when they need something from you. Real, real different. Oh, they act all kind of different. So I don't really have much worry. And as far as I'm concerned, they can keep bottlenecking these jobs all they want to. Sooner or later, their immigration tactics won't really work. What are they going to do? Try to pressure us to hire more immigrants? Nobody can deal with your, co- deal with your country. Do your co- I mean, corporations. Why don't you do it that way? See, family, what I'm talking about is building up not just our communities, but building up our economic power to make political moves. We can complain about the LGBT all we fucking want to, but biggest difference between them and us, they put some fucking money together. And fucked up part of it, some of that money is our money. For the people that we have involved in that. And we got a lot of issues, we got a lot of things that we got to deal with with that. You know, because I don't like the, I don't, y'all, y'all know how I feel about this shit. Give a fuck about who's sleeping with who. Let's get this goddamn oppressor monkey off our back. You know what I'm saying? But that's real shit. We complain about the LGBT. The motherfuckers put money together. They have apartments. They can give them, they can give themselves subsidized housing. They put the things in place to do that. Will it be harder for us? Yeah. But we knew that. Family, I don't want to stay on this topic uh, much longer. Because uh, I definitely said I wanted, there was other things I wanted to cover. But there's things, there's, we have to strategize here. We really have to strategize here. Okay? And we have to start thinking of big mon moves. Alright? Big moves. Boss moves. All this little shit. Some of this shit that we do, I hate to say it, it's little shit at the end of the day. And I'm not knocking hustles, but I'm talking big picture. It's little shit. You're not moving nothing. Best boss move I've seen in the last 10 years was Ice Cube's agree, uh, agreement with Black America that he took to both presidential ca- candidates. That was the biggest boss move I've seen in a long time. And you niggas didn't even see it. Talking about the majority. We're talking about having people sit with us at the table. Same way they sit with all these other people at the table. And y'all didn't want the seat. Y'all like, nah, you can give my ticket to someone else. Nah, that's cool. Yeah. So. Yeah, damn, nigga. Sorry, my bad family. Damn, B hopped in my, <laughs> hopped in my face. <laughs> Anywho. I don't want to stick on this topic too much longer, fam. You know what I'm saying? Just the bottom line, end of the day, there's major, major moves we got to make. There is a way to combat all this other stuff, all these problems. For those that don't understand, go check out some of my earlier podcasts when I am talking about immigration, you know, in more detail, why it's an issue. But, um, yeah, let's get on to this next topic because I, I, I can talk about this all day. The other thing I want to talk about, it's not a new topic, but just feel like talking about it anyway. And it's just uh, how we react to each other on social media and these social media challenges. Like, it's always something hell of ratchet. And it's not like, I ain't trying to be a prude or nothing, but it's always something super ratchet, ass clapping, all this shit. Like, when shit needs to get done, I don't think it's weird. There's always some punk ass challenge. You know what I mean? Everybody caught up in it. You know, like, yeah, they about to fuck us over big time. They about to fuck us over in the uh, uh, legal system. They about to fuck us over with bringing people over. They about to fuck us over every which way. But let's check out this clap it challenge. Clap it! And then on a similar note, how we react to each other online, like how we, how we like really spend a lot of time breaking each other down. Uh, and for what? 
You know what I mean? And I'm not just talking about the regular shit. I'm talking about other people. Like, we really sometimes, we spend our time uh, to have conversations with people that we know will go nowhere. You know, like, why do you feel the need um, to go on a page full of twerking and ass shaking to start condemning people and telling them about how unwoke they are and all the such and such and such and such and such and such and such. Like, what's the purpose in that? And for all you so-called woke people doing that shit, you ain't got that Jesus bug out of you. You ain't got that whatever that shit was that you, you claim to have gotten rid of, you still ain't got it out your ass yet. Because that's some Jehovah Witness type shit right there. Pop up in a motherfucking spot. Now, I'm going to give you this word. You're going to get this word. People don't come into this shit until they're ready. I learned a long time ago, indirectly from an elder, you don't get on your soapbox and just start trying to preach everything to people. When people are ready, they'll let you know. And if, the, and if you got the information, they will come to you. And I've lived long enough to experience that to this point. So I can even attest to that. Because I've long since got off my soapbox. And I've definitely improved a bit. I don't talk to as many people. People may not think, but I just didn't see what was the, the point in wasting my energy. We find a lot of um, activities to waste our energy on. And I couldn't even call that to be something fun, you know, because I feel like we really do it out of place of like uh, hurt and disgust. Like when we see the, the women twerking, we, have, we feel pain because we understand uh, how the society looks at her. We understand uh, the implications that can be made. We understand that this society uh, tends to judge the whole based on the momentary actions of a few. Because that could just be one moment in a person's life. But that one moment will encompass everything someone thinks about someone in that, in that particular scenario. So, I don't think it's a, I think it's a waste of energy. I think it's, you know, I think it's very, very sad. You know, we beat up each other about our weight, uh, about our diets, and we should be wanting to eat better. Uh, that shouldn't be a reason to separate and say, well, I can't deal with you as a black man, as a black woman. That's not, that's, that, that defeats the purpose. We're supposed to be building our, uh, each, ourselves to be better. We're supposed to be building our community not finding reasons to separate. And I do have a belief that part of that is in our nature, which is why uh, the motherland was the way that, it is, uh, way that it was and still is to this day with so much diversity and so much uh, life and ideas. But there has to be a time where we understand that there's a time and place, time and place to give you yet another comparison. This, this European, this Westerner, this Bakra, this Bakra, Loves to war with himself. He don't. He don't mind stealing from him or doing his other uh, uh, white uh, fellow dirty. But he understands that there's a time and place, like the situation with the U.S. and the Ukraine. It's a time and place. Okay, they got to make sure other things are sewn up, and they also got to make sure things are done on their terms. But one thing they will never do is spite the other while a, a different force, a different group is rising against them. That's what they don't do, okay? Because they realize the, 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 the big picture, what that really represents, and that's where Europeans are really, really, really strong. That's where as vile as they can be, as simple as they can be, the simplicity actually helps them out in this case because the goal is control. So if we stick together, we maintain control. We can fight each other after we have maintained control. And they have stuck to that very, very well. Very, very well. I would say that's one of their most strongest attributes. And you have to be able to identify what your opponent's strongest attributes are in order to pinpoint the weaknesses or to turn that strength into a weakness. There is a way that that same strength, that that same loyalty can implode on itself. It's very possible, but you have to find the way to exploit it. But you don't exploit it while imploding in yourself in the process of trying to defeat your opponent. You cannot defeat yourself 
okay? If you implode before you get your opponent to do so, you will lose, okay? It's just strategy. It's just strategy, family. So it's just not good strategy. It's not good practice. You know, I used to do something very similar to where when somebody would post some information that was incorrect, or I felt was incorrect, but most of the times it was incorrect. I'm not even going to fret to you. I have the need to go ahead and respond and tell that person, hey, you're wrong. I found better ways of introducing that information. And sometimes I might, even, I might not even bother. I might do a very, very passive aggressive, uh, just start a conversation, talk about some things, you know, maybe bring up some good books, you know. It's kind of like, it's more of a dance in that way. But I found that way to be more effective of kind of getting my point across and helping people build their information because we we communicate as equals. And then when I offer something to it, it's just like I'm just adding to what they already had. And so it's not like I'm correcting them at all, really. I'm just giving them the the avenue to find the truth that they wanted. And once they find the truth, boom, it's, it's good. It's beautiful. But to attack each other. There's ways to deal with sisters, even young sisters, older sisters that are doing things that you may not approve. There's a way that you can communicate that if it needs to be communicated at all. Sometimes you just have to let people live and figure out certain things on their own. That's what life is for. Life is the ultimate teacher, not you. So don't you ever think that you could be a better teacher than life. All right. And I'm not trying to tell you to just mind your business or anything like that or, you know, you know, use some some common sense, some context here. But you're not a better teacher than life. So just keep that person's life safe. But they're going to learn if 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 that is if there's something truly there to be learned. All right. If there's really something there. There's just things I notice. You know, the R. Kelly thing uh, has been kind of coming back up again. They they love to rehash that. We need to stop engaging. We can have conversations in private, sure, but we need to stop engaging publicly on that. We've talked about that enough. We got to stop like giving them the little scapegoat because they'll talk about R. Kelly and go to Deshaun Watson, go to uh, Bill Cosby, go to somebody else. Okay, because they got the one person that they can prove, okay, yeah, we know he did it. So we're going to use him to get to the other people. You know, they used to do the same thing. Like, just just, just look at articles or just use your memory. Go back to when they, like, they talk about R. Kelly, then it was Michael Jackson. Then they, they continue to rehash these stories. There's certain things that we just need to stop communicating in public. Okay, and I told you guys we weren't going to talk about that new Supreme Court judge, because that requires its own episode. And there's been a lot of commentary on that, though. There's been a lot of commentary on that. Another thing I want to talk about is, uh, he's, uh, like, one particular case, this guy, Walsh or whatever, uh, this guy that got killed, all right, um, he was a white supremacist, accused of rape for some reason, like, um, or in trial for rape, whatever. And for some reason, he was out and about so, you know, he raped these two girls, but of course he's free because he's white to us. Uh, so he can get into an altercation with a black sister who ends up running him over with the car. Okay. Now, based on this person's track record, am I supposed to feel some type of way? Am I supposed to feel sad? Am I supposed to feel bad? You know, and given his track record, it doesn't seem like he's very nice to women. It doesn't seem like he's very nice to black women. You know... I'm not even going to lie to you. If my mom, my daughter, any female is in a situation like that, you know, you do what you got to do. You know, I'm not going to tell you to go out there and, and chunk him with no man. What the hell? No. Hit his ass. He died. Shit. He should have shut the fuck up. You know. But she's getting charged for first degree murder, which I think is ridiculous. But I'd like our responses to that for the most part. Um, yeah. Who give like if you if this was a white woman would this even be the same thing? So they're gonna drop the char- they're gonna drop the charges that he had for rape. So it's just like, but it's just like ridiculous because people who die can have their deaths transferred. So nothing ha- gets to happen with these girls. So this black woman killing this dude over a whole other incident means that these girls over here gets no closure. 
I don't give a damn. Your money's not closer. It sounds better than nothing. You know what I'm saying? Because you can never take the, you can never get the purity back. You can never get that moment back. What's happened to them is going to be with them for life. For life. So a lot of you motherfuckers don't know what that is. That's that part. That's that. Oh, that's that shit that I can't. I, I, y'all don't understand what it's like. It's a different thing for women, dude. You don't understand that shit because you've just never been like you've never been put in a situation like that. You know what I'm saying? You've never gone to a bar and felt like somebody uh, might rape the fuck out of you because you didn't got drunk. You know what I'm saying? That has never happened to you. Shut the fuck up. You've never woke up with your ass hurt. You know what I'm saying? Nobody never pressured you into giving it up. You know what I'm saying? You wasn't a little boy. You know, this does, this does happen, but when it comes, like, compared to women, not even close. Not even close. Women are treated as products in this society. I'm going to get to another topic, but I want to cover this real, real quick. Because when I look around and see all these missing posters, I don't see many missing boys. I see missing little girls. All right. So fast forward. Another thing they were talking about on social media, at least this month, this Jesse uh, Smollett situation where he getting time. Ridiculous shit. Getting time. 150 days for crying wolf. They didn't even throw the boy that cried wolf into jail. They just stopped listening to his ass. <laughs> and the bussies that's come out to defend this shit. He committed a crime. He did something wrong. He Word. That's what I've been hearing. Like I have, like I've been hearing a lot of that kind of bussified talk, you know, where people think it's okay uh, to go to jail for like that's a misdemeanor, if anything, uh, because the tax. They shut the fuck up. If near not one Karen has had to go to jail for misinforming the police, like, are you serious? So do you mean that every Karen that does the same thing uses the police tax dollars to go for some fake-ass crime that did not occur, things that didn't even happen to report shit, because this happens all the time. They do it with, with serious crimes. They do it with shit like rape. So they should go to jail. So if Deshaun Watson becomes innocent, all 22 of him as accusers should have spent at least 150 days in jail. What the fuck are you saying? Do you hear the ignorance in that whole position? For those people that are agreeing. That means every Karen, every, what the hell they called it, Todd, should go to jail for doing what they do. Wasting tax dollars, misreporting time, misrepresenting shit. That fucks, that fucks shit up. Doesn't that fuck up white people's credibility? Isn't that the concern? That he pretended to be LGBT and he and he faked a hate crime? Isn't that the issue? Because of how serious they may not take another situation? But what about them Karen girl now? They don't they don't they don't care about that? Huh? Like white women been lying for years for centuries on black men, particularly. None of them go to jail. Even if the man have to go to time in prison and DNA evidence clear him. Dumb women don't have to go to jail. So. Wh- what? You, do you see the hypocrisy? Do you see the double standard? Then people get mad at Taraji P. Henson when she, when she posts a photo of Emmett Till. Oh my God, how could you? No, she is so off the mark. How? First of all, she come from revolutionary lineage. One of her ancestors' works can be read now and it give you a good idea. One of his works was the basis 
uh, Uncle Tom's Cabin. That's one, that's one point before I shut you up with the other one. The other point, how it is relevant, you simpleton, you buffoon, you dum-dum. It's that it's setting a double standard to where a black man gets crushed and persecuted over something that's not even a crime. Emmett Till lost his life over a crime. Uh, that shouldn't even been a crime. Allegedly whistling at a white woman, even if he did it. He didn't deserve what happened. You don't know what can happen to Jesse Smollett when he's in jail. You don't know what can happen to him. It's not about comparing things. See, that's the issue. I've said this in other podcasts when I talk about police brutality. We only want to react when it's the ultimate form, death. Like that's the only justifiable reason to react. No. We deal with the white supremacy at every front. We don't give them passes. It's these little battles that we continue to allow them to win that keep us from the finish line. See, we have to identify the racism. We get so caught up in this other bullshit that they manifest. But we have to get up into what is it that they're doing? What, what, is this right or wrong? Would they do this to someone that looked like them? If the answer is no, then... Because let me tell you something about laws. Laws are subjective. They change. So what's the law today may not be a law tomorrow. So this whole judging and basing of ethics and all these things, of things right, wrong, it has no meaning. It has no merit. And far and as far as how we must react to it and interpret it and act on it, it has no meaning whatsoever. But what it does have, or better yet, let me just get into this. What it, what it, what what we have to do? What we have to do as a people? is recognize that they don't look at us like them, like one of them. I mean, really recognize it. Not just to say, oh, yeah, but no, recognize that it is them against us. That's how you play politics. Why, Asian people don't go ask white people who what the fuck they finna vote for in politics. Them Indian people, well, they're Asian too. They don't ask them. You understand what I'm saying? The Latinos do not. Unless they them white Latinos. And that's who, hey, remember what I said about those politics? Huh? Policidades. The reason, see, is because they all understand they belong to a group. And you have to work the politics for your group. And the other way that you know that we are not on the same side with these people is that we are citizens. By law, we're citizens. So when we talk about immigration issues and the issues that they've brought us, these are like American issues. These are issues that are plague American citizens. But we don't sit on the same side of the fence when it comes to these issues. They don't look at us like we're the same. When we show up on the job, they don't look at us any differently as they look at an immigrant. Whether it's an immigrant that took that white man's job or a nigga that took that white man's job, it's still a motherfucker that's not them that took their job. So this whole idea that we that we won, there ain't no oneness as a citizen. So we have to start acting like it. We have to start voting like it. We have to get on social media like it. We gotta stop trying to be holier than holy, out moral. The European, this is not a war of morals. This is not a war of ethics because this enemy that we have don't give a fuck about none of that shit. How the fuck you gonna fight a war with morals and ethics and this motherfucker ain't got none? How you gonna have a war based on that? It don't even exist on the other side to fight with. So this war <laughs> is very, very different. It's not gonna be won that way. Stop trying to win it that way. It's ridiculous. 
It's ridiculous. Not going to win it that way. Pipe dreams, handouts, it's not the way. It's not the way. Decisive action, actionable goals, independent goals, doing things with that other community when it benefits us, because that's the only time that they come and deal with us. When are we going to start living by treating people how you want to be treated and also understand that when people treat you a certain way that you should also act accordingly? So what that means is, yeah, you're going to treat people how they want to be treated. Right? We're going to do that. Not how we want to be treated. Not how they want to be treated. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. But at the same time, when people start to be ugly to us, that don't mean we'd be nicer to them. See, that's more of that turn the other cheek shit. That shit that fucked us up. That turn the other cheek bullshit. What? No. When people start treating you fucked up, you start treating them accordingly. That don't mean that you have to treat them nasty. See what I'm saying? Because that's something too for them. It's a reaction. You give them no reaction. You do, your, you do you until people start moving in a way in which you can approve of. Okay? You keep doing you until the people around you that want to deal with you are moving in a way that you can approve of. Meaning that they're, at the very least, respect you. Because you can't have no relationship with no respect. So if they don't respect you, just don't even bother. It's not worth it. I'm telling you, it's not worth it. Okay? Got to get out this turn the other cheek nonsense. This turn the other cheek nonsense ain't got us nothing. And they keep vilifying the characters in our history that... Typify that personified the kind of attitude that we ought to have. No, you're going to respect me. I move stuff. I move. You move based on me. When I'm looking at uh, uh, that mob program that was on Netflix and I combine that with what I know about Nina Simone, we're talking about we had an age, before the 50s especially, where black women were black women. And people was, they put their goddamn foot. That's where that whole aggressive black woman mentality come from. So you got to understand where the Claudine and all that other kind of stuff come from. You know what I'm saying? They start telling the women, y'all too masculine. Y'all too much like men. Y'all too hard to deal with. That's why your men don't want you. And that really wasn't the case. But they just start putting it out there anyway. You know what I mean? Where the reality was the man was still a man. He just knew that there were certain ways that he had to be a man. There was a certain way avenues in society that he had to be a man in those ways and he had to pick and choose his moments unfortunately because a strong black man would get killed wouldn't live in the south they didn't really fear a woman in the same way the white men don't respect a woman in the same way but when a woman removes herself in a certain way and she doesn't carry the same threat that the black, because the black man has the threat to just completely annihilate his ass. And that's why he will always treat him differently, especially the young one, because that's, that is akin to the baboon stealing the baby lion and throwing it off the cliff. I can't get with you when you're fully developed. I got to get you when you're young. That's the kind of respect. And, you know, and we have, sometimes we have to look at that as a type of respect too, dealing with the kind of enemy that we're dealing with. Because this person is so fearful of us. He's like, man, I can't even wait to let you get to an equal footing. I got to get to you early. Because if I don't get to you early, if I don't chop you down while you're young, you're going to be an issue when you're older. And I can't handle that issue. But let me get back to what I was talking about. In terms of black women, turning the other cheek. That was the kind of attitude that they tried to vilify. And as soon as they got women to buy into that bullshit, now it was time to break down the strong visage of the black man. It's just a game that they play family. And most importantly, you only feel this way is because that Tom who Pecklewood. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. Damn it. Oh, well, huh. I guess this one ain't getting sponsored. 
this same devil, Bakra, Tom who? Mm. I don't, like, I don't even spend too much more on that. <laughs> but family, look at this person. Oh, I got some stuff I want to talk about in another episode. When I'm seeing somebody who got a whip that look like mine's and ain't nobody. Okay, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. I'm going to leave it alone. Let's get to the next section, family. Well, thanks for making it through the whole podcast, family. I uh, appreciate the support. Once again, you know, please continue to share, uh, rate my podcast. It really, really helps me out. Uh, also, if you have any questions, any like comments or even uh, feedback, which I've been getting more, you know, it's been kind of like ebb and flow with it, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes y'all, and then sometimes y'all cool, but hey, either way, I appreciate it. So uh, peace, love, and light. Uh, stay tuned. Uh, this is the end of season five. So, uh, just get ready for that season six and going to have something so much better. So much, so much better. You know what I'm saying? 2022. Huh. Bye.